Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. As many of you listeners are well aware of, our Cracked Rackets team had the incredible opportunity these past 10 days to get on the road to see some of our favorite professional tennis players back in action. We got the chance to head down to Miami for J.C. Aragoni's Altix Steislinger Tennis Exhibition, that event featuring eight of the top ATP singles players in the world. I think I can still rattle all eight off the top of my head. We had guys like Hubie Hercots, Mackie McDonald, Steve Johnson, Sam Query, Tennis Sandgren. Brandon Nakashima, of course, J.C. Aragoni, the host playing in as well. And then we had the subject of today's interview here on the Cracked Interviews podcast, the big man himself, one of the rising next-gen American players on the ATP Tour, a former junior Wimbledon Grand Slam champion, a guy who has established himself inside the ATP Top 50. He's already got two ATP titles to his name as well. Of course, I am talking about Riley Opelka, who was kind enough to join us via video, a video all of you can see on our YouTube channel for a quick post-match interview. And just so you listeners are aware, we're going to have a lot of these interviews coming up for you on the horizon. I think we got 14 of the 16 players we saw between the two events on camera for at least 10 minutes. Uh, The two players we missed out on, Jamie Loeb, who has been on multiple Cracked Rackets podcasts, should you want to hear from her. Unfortunately, Layla Fernandez also pulled out of the event on day three before we were able to interview her. But again, we got to speak to so many of these players, and it's such a fascinating time in the tennis world right now. If you think about it, you start with the fact that hypothetically, ATP, WTA, ITF sanctioned matches going to resume shortly. And, you know, that was a big topic of conversation. How comfortable were each of these players feeling about tennis's return in 2020? How comfortably were that? How comfortable were they individually? But then also, you know, how likely do they actually think it is that pro tennis does make its return in 2020? Logistically, is that going to be possible? Of course, I also asked them for their thoughts on things such as Djokovic's Adria Tour and, you know, their thoughts on how they've been training during quarantine and, you know, balancing training hard, getting better versus preventing yourself from burning out during this four-month period, of course, for so many of them, given how big a part of their lives tennis is. I asked when the last time they had a four-month break like this was during the course of their career, and so all of those questions, we also have a little bit of fun with them as well, that and more. Uh, You can be on the lookout for all those interviews. Again, we're going to be releasing them all on our YouTube channel, so go hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss out. But then we're also going to be releasing them in podcast form over the next couple of weeks. So just figured I'd set the scene for all of you. And again, kicking us off here with our Miami Altic Steislinger exhibition event interviews is the big man himself, Riley Opelka. Of course, the reason we are able to have any of these conversations here on the Cracked Interviews podcast is is because of the support we get from our sponsors. And, you know, speaking of support, no sponsor has been serving tennis players over the past 20 years more dutifully than our friends at Midwest Sports by serving as one of the world's top online tennis stores. And it's because they offer a comprehensive selection of fast shipping tennis supplies that few retailers can match. They also have one of the largest in-stock inventories of tennis equipment online with tens of thousands of products available for shipping directly from their automated warehouse to your front door. They value innovation and have personally tailored their products to highlight your skills on the court. And maybe you don't know exactly what sort of modern day equipment will get out the best of your tennis game. Well, rest assured, the well-trained staff at 
Midwest Sports are intimately familiar with all of their equipment and can help you find that perfect racket, perfect shoe, or perfect tennis clothing that is sure to put you ahead of the competition. Their selections of equipment are consistently first to market, and they pride themselves in stocking their tennis warehouse with the newest products at the lowest prices. You can find all of these products by going to their website, MidwestSports.com. You use our promo code CR15. Not only will you get 15% off your order, you'll get free two-day shipping on all orders exceeding $75. And best of all, you'll get a free can of Wilson Extra Duty Tennis Balls as well because our friends at Midwest Sports want to ensure that you have everything you need to make your return to the court a successful one. So go to MidwestSports.com. Use that promo code CR15. Again, we are so grateful for the support we get from Midwest Sports. The least we can do is ask you to support them as well. MidwestSports.com. The promo code is CR15. I also have to say, if you want a great way, I have to say, if you want a great way to start your day, turn to our friends at Aerobar. Hey, great shot on that rhyme, but seriously, Aerobar is, it. you just know what you're putting in your body. You can trust the team at Aerobar to put the right sort of nutritional values together in their delicious either cinnamon, honey, oat, or chocolate chip Aerobars, and yes, they're the only tennis-specific energy bar out there, and of course, that is awesome, but I'll be honest, again, every single day, our 10 days on the road, I started my day off with a morning run. I would get up, you know, I'd get up. I'm groggy as heck. I'm not going to swear right now. I want to keep things easy for West off, but I'm groggy as can be. I'm like, ugh, I need to go for my run. I go for my run. I'm like, ugh, I'm starving, but I don't want to make everyone uncomfortable, and I also don't want to be sitting with this big meal in my stomach and the 100-degree heat while trying to conduct these interviews. I'll just be drowsy. I'll just be groggy. It's just not going to work out. Well, the good news is I didn't have to worry about any of that because one bite of that delicious Aero Bar, again, got my day started the right way, and you can start your day the right way, too, by going to AeroBar.com, ordering yourself up a box, chocolate chip delicious, but I'm telling you, you're all going to love Love that cinnamon honey oat as well. You can order them up. Use our promo code CRACKED15 to get 15% off your order. And of course, as always, tune in to our Getting to the Point episodes, which focus on the importance of health and nutrition in the game of tennis. This week, we brought on UNC associate uh, men's tennis associate head coach Trip Phillips. That was a fantastic conversation. And of course, we've had guests like Bjorn Fratangelo, Richard John Menzing, Michael Russell, Jay Berger, and more. Again, you can hear all of those on Thursdays on the mini break podcast, those getting to the point episodes. But you didn't come here to hear about that. You came here to hear from Riley Opelka. And boy, am I excited you get to hear from him as well, because I've said this. Well, I'll save this for the outro, I suppose, because I've talked long enough. So without further ado, here's the conversation we had down in Miami with the one and only Riley Opelka. Joining us here in our Cracked Rackets booth at the Altic Steislinger Tennis Exhibition, a winner in his first round match over Steve Johnson, Riley Opelko. Riley, congratulations on the win and, you know, just in general, how are you feeling out there? Uh, today was brutal, man. It was so hot. Um, probably one of the hotter days of the year, I think. Um, you know, we've been here for a while. It's just been, it's been getting old, not going to lie. So. <laughs> No, I can imagine. And, you know, for you, you spent some time in California over this. How, how's the adjustment from the California heat back to the Florida heat? Man, I'd take Cali's <laughs> heat any day over this. So I'm actually heading back pretty soon just to break things up. You know, I mean, it's obviously where I train. It's a great place to train. You know, if I can handle these conditions, I'm, I can handle the U.S. Open, Atlanta, no problem. So, you know, there's an upside to it as well. But, uh, 
after three, four months of being in the same spot, I get a little cabin fever and I want to head back to LA. And sure, a little bit restless, I can imagine. Yeah. And, you know, I, I do want to talk about the schedule you have coming up, but let's start with today's match, 4-3-4-1 uh, over Steve Johnson, who I'm sure you know well at this point. What do you think about your level of play and how was the adjustment back to competitive tennis? Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good level from, from both of us. Um, he obviously probably should have should have won the breaker. I got a little lucky, and um, and then I, you know, I, I didn't serve my, my best, but I thought I played fine and and returned pretty well. And um, you know, we both could have been a little sharper here and there, I'm sure. But uh, overall, I thought I thought the level was pretty good given mm -hmm. the, the circumstances. When was the last time you played a competitive match like this, even though it's an EXO? Um, it's hard to say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure. I, Davis Cup. Yeah, okay. So don't all the way back. Yeah, and I guess for you looking back now, knowing that you won Delray Beach right before everything shut down, does that give you some confidence throughout this period that knowing you were at a good place with your game beforehand? Yeah, it's a little frustrating, obviously, um, as it is for everyone, you know, knowing that I really think I made some, some drastic improvements. I mean, things changed a lot. Mm -hmm. um, it's not like they started clicking. I mean, we, we worked on a lot of things and made some significant adjustments technically and um, I mean, in, in every sort of way, strategically as well to, to my game. And, and um, they really came together and even they started to come together in New York a little bit. And then Delray really was great. And even Davis Cup, I played good tennis. I've been playing well the whole, you know, quarantine, the whole co post-COVID. So uh, um, I'm pretty pleased with, with my level in general. Obviously, I just want to get back to real life so I can, I can really, uh, you know, hopefully make it then in, in, in the slams or in some Masters. Certainly, and it's great that we have some coming up now. You mentioned that title run you had in Delray. I guess I mentioned it. Either way, you had won New York the year before. You make the quarterfinals this year. Those points come off your record. To win Delray Beach right after that, just again, to have your ranking in a solid place for yeah. when tennis resumes, that has to feel good, right? 100%. Yeah, I mean, had I have not won Delray, like you said, losing the New York Open points, um, having a tough start to the year, I lost, you know, I was up two sets on Fabio, lost first round of the, the tournament previous to that. Um, who knows, you know, I would mentally wouldn't be in the same frame of mind, that's for sure. It's crazy that one tournament can kind of do that to you. But, um, you know, I really think we um, we made some, like I said, I, I think me not playing well in the beginning of the year was great because we made a lot of adjustments that maybe I wouldn't have made um, had I have, you know, beaten Fabio and maybe made a decent run in Australia or whatnot. Um, and I think, you know, there's something to be said, not being so result-oriented and always trying to get better regardless of the situation. But I think... Uh, I really think we're on we're on the right track and, and it's exciting and I have time to get better and time to get stronger and fitter. That's kind of what I've been doing. I haven't really missed a day in the gym in a while. I've been moving a lot of weight, um, which is different, you know, for me. I normally don't get that time. So. No, I mean, we all know it for seven footer to bench press, uh, never easy, yeah, right? So yeah. sure, you're getting the weight on now. And again, uh, you know, you have a busy schedule coming up. But for you during this time period, I, I think you had mono maybe a summer ago, two summers ago. Two and summers so you ago, missed yeah. it some extended time. But for someone who has been, you know, a high level junior and then right to the pros and you're having success, when was the last time you had a three month stretch, you know, maybe outside of the mono where you were just could not play tennis for reasons outside of your control? Hadn't. Yeah, I really hadn't since, you know, I'd broken my foot once and other than that, I, I really haven't. I, I've actually enjoyed it. I think this, like I said, I, I want to be playing. I want to be. I want to see. I want to be competing. You know, I wanted to see where I was at. I really want to see how I could have built off Delray and where I could be at right now had everything be normal. But um, at the same time, I, we've been having a blast. I mean, you know, I know it's a tough time for a lot of people, and I'm fortunate enough to say that um, we've made the most of it. My friends and I have had an unbelievable time. Some experiences that. We wouldn't have had, you know, with this. So looking at the positive side of things, mm -hmm. um, you know, I know it's not the same case for everyone. It's been some of the darkest times of people's lives, and I mm -hmm. 
completely understand that and I feel for a lot of those people. So that's why I feel extremely fortunate that my friends and I have been able to take some positives from it. Mm -hmm. And for our listeners or viewers who are curious, you walked in with a mask on. You know, we are socially distanced now. You also smell, so I'm keeping my distance. Yeah. But just in general, you know, you and, and this is a more serious question, but you've been one of the more active players on social media, whether it be Twitter, Instagram, whatever it may be, in this time that has called for activism when there are so many different issues confronting us as a nation, as a world, really, right now. Uh, why have you chosen to use your platform to speak up? You know, what, what about this moment makes you feel so passionate enough to get active you know it, it, it's a crazy time you know we're going through right now um, usually I'm not you know I'm not the most socially active for for certain for particular reasons you know I think now is just um, the perfect time you know like I said the, the bright side of there's some positives to take from COVID we've all been home we've all been able to watch the news we've all been pretty aware of what's going on and, and maybe we wouldn't have have been as aware as we were um, with all the time we had home, you know, and, and like I said, had, had I been in Europe during this and there was no COVID, you know, uh, I wouldn't have been able to see some of the protests. We wouldn't have been able to participate. We wouldn't have been able to um, be a part of it and, and, you know, show some support. And I think that's the case for a lot of people. Um, so the, the, you can find a positive in anything. And, um, and I, think, I think that's the positive to take from, from COVID. We were in L.A. with, with uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of my friends. Um, it was timing wise, we were there, it was perfect. Um, it was a great experience. You know, we got, it was a part of history and we got to see it um, for ourselves and, and just show support. And that's kind of what it was all about. There's really not much more to it um, from, from that standpoint. And again, from my perspective, so admirable for you to use your platform for that. Uh, it speaks to how great tennis can be and how many excellent personalities, per participants there are in the sport. So thank you for that activism. Last two questions, I promise. US Open, Cincinnati, DC coming up. Uh, now, you know, whether that's a bubble, if you throw in the city open beforehand, we don't have to talk about that right now. But your feelings in general about tennis returning in 2020, are you feeling comfortable or are you still a little up in the air? Um, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable. Like I said, um, given the circumstance, COVID is, for, for a guy my age, um, it's, it's, you know, I, I know it's a controversial comment. Sure. I'm not one bit scared of it at all. I, I understand the, the, the risk for el the elderly people, the people that have underlying health issues. I completely get it. Um, but for, for a 20, 22 year old guy, uh, that's pretty healthy fit. Um, you know, I, I think tennis is hundred percent ready, was ready to come back. Uh, I think it is. And I think it, it should be, you know, there's so many restrictions with Europe, with w letting everyone in, letting people back into Europe, letting people come over here. I know that's a mess and that could be an issue as long as that's not a problem. You know, I, I think these events can happen. Uh, with that being said, uh, I would say. I'm not so optimistic that I'm going to be actually playing in the U.S. Open. Really? Yeah, wow. I, I'd love to. If it happens, I'm there. I know the risks. Um, mm -hmm. I know what I'm getting into. Mm -hmm. I'm 100% fine with it. And, um, and I completely respect the people that aren't. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if I'm, a, if I'm 30 years old, you know, made... If you're Sam Query. Yeah, yeah, if, I'm, sure. yeah if I'm Query, if I'm Rayonich, if I'm, yeah, sure. you know, a guy with a lot more prize money, 30 mil in the <laughs> bank like those guys do, I, I, I could completely respect and understand why they might not come to US Open. As a 22-year-old kid that's pretty hungry playing good tennis, um, given the, I know the risks and, I, and, I'm, and I'm, willing, I'm fine with taking them, mm -hmm. um, but I see both sides to it. Mm -hmm. uh, however, based off of what happened at Novak's event, mm -hmm. um, I actually 
think the chance of the U.S. Open happening went down significantly. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've all seen now what, why it can look wrong, and it's the carelessness, right? Because so often it's an individual. We're trusting you players to be individually responsible. Yeah. You know, and obviously, as you've spoken to, we can, and that you know, kind of gets us to this event. JC texts you, and he says, hey, Riley, I'm throwing this eight-person tournament. You know, is your response like kind of funny, dude, but what's up? Or, you know, how do you get involved in this event, and what have you thought of, you know, JC's efforts? Yeah, I was surprised. I mean, when he first called me asking about it. And Is it a call, not a text? Yeah, he called me asking about how the UTR event we did in West Palm went. Um, I didn't think he'd be able to put this together. Um, and I'm sure it's been a nightmare. I mean, these are never easy um, at any level. And so given the circumstance with, with what we have to deal with now, it's even more difficult. And, and it's stressful, you know? I mean, if someone, you know, if something happens here, you know, JC is the guy to blame. So, uh, yeah, exactly. just kidding, but uh, <laughs> but he's got a lot of, he's under a lot of stress. So, I mean, it's going to be tough for him to be a turn director and player. He's definitely, it's going to be hard to play your best tennis when you're worried about, you know, the parking permits of all the players coming and you're shuttling players around and then you're going out and playing. I mean, it's a nightmare, but I'm, I'm really thankful for him and uh, I'm, you know, stoked he was able to get it up and running and he did an incredible job. Mm -hmm. No, that's awesome. I am going to sneak in one more talking about exhibition events because you, Tommy, Fritz, I think Francis taking on Jack, Sam, Tennis, and, and John. I, uh, I may have butchered no, those teams. No, it's, teams it's uh, Isner, Sangren, Query, and Stevie. Query and Stevie. So, that, so, you know, and that's new generation of Americans versus the most recent generation of Americans. And, you know, we're pretty similar in age. I'm 24. So those are the guys we grew up watching on TV. And I guess, you know, my, my final question to you, how does an event like that come together? And, you know, how excited are you to do young, you know, next gen versus pre, you know, past gen, I guess? Yeah, it's fun. I mean, all eight of those guys are, you know, a great time. Yeah. So I'm, I'm stoked. I'm really stoked to see Isner. Uh, <laughs> I think he's hilarious. I, I, you know, I just, and, and Fr me, Tommy, and Francis, and Fritz have all been hanging together the whole time. Um, so I, I think it's just gonna be a good group, a good mix, and, and we'll make it pretty competitive, you know, just like normal. Um, and uh, the team event's rare, you know, especially with, with the, f if, if, if I could pick any of my teammates, you know, to have traveling with me, for, I mean, it, it wouldn't be anyone different than the three guys we have, me, Tommy, Fritz, and Foe. Um, so just from that standpoint alone, it's, it's going to be a blast. And then let alone get to compete with each other and in Atlanta, a city we all love. Uh, I'm a foodie. Uh, Umi, my favorite restaurant, is going to be open there. So we already like talked to our friend Farshid, who's, who owns it, making sure it's open for us. And we're going to be, we've already got plans to, to make sure we're, we're safe, but mm -hmm. we're going to enjoy um, Atlanta, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. And now my final question, we had your coach Jay Berger on our podcast recently, and nice. he said you are no longer going through boxes of Fruit Loops at a time, that that binge side of you is gone. True or false? False. False, you I still can do it? I'm, I'm still a Lucky Charms guy. <laughs> um, I discovered Trix is also a great cereal. Kids, yeah. But they, they threw some marshmallows <laughs> into their, their recipe. Okay. Game changer. I still Lucky Charms are still the OG go-to. Of Tricks are a nice switch up, yeah. um, but I've, I've been better, maybe. I don't know. I came back from L.A. There was a time in COVID I was up 15 pounds, and then I came back from L.A. and I was down like 10 pounds. So now I was like, all right, I should probably get something together. If U.S. Open's going to happen, I, I should probably know where my weight is. Yeah. And, uh, 
But yeah, I, I've been better somewhat, I guess. I don't no, know. I mean, again, you, your performance today, it's a poor segue here, but it was magically delicious. Right. And uh, should you need anything, we've got Aerobar from our friends here for you. Just get a little, you know, kind of specific energy bar need in, in case nice. you do. But again, Riley, congratulations on your result today. We look forward to watching you here, you know, not just this week, but as you continue your pro career, because seriously, man, you're taking off and it's such a pleasure to watch. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Hope all of you enjoyed my conversation with Riley Opelka. And for some of you longtime listeners of Cracked Rackets, you know we got to have Riley on the show about two and a half years ago. And obviously, I think we've done like 600 episodes since then. I like to think I've become a significantly better podcaster since then. And one of the interviews I've always wanted to redo is the one we did with Riley Opelka early on. Just wasn't my best performance. I, you know, I, I, I definitely want to fault myself. I also don't think he was as committed to it at the time as he he was when we're in person in Miami, but that was an absolute pleasure. And again, if that's going to be the face, you know, Riley's going to be the face, the voice of American men's tennis for the next 10, 15 years. I think that's something we can all take solace in if you are an American men's tennis fan, and I happen to be one given where I was born. And so, again, just clearly Riley's maturing so well, and, you know, the only thing that's maturing more than his personality is his game. He continues to get better and better, and so, you know, really appreciate Riley taking the time to chat. Wish him nothing but health, safety as he gets ready to resume tennis. Again, it was fascinating to hear how confident he is personally that should he get the coronavirus, he would be okay, but, you know, despite Despite that, how uncertain he is, how he thinks more more and more that the U.S. Open has become less and less likely uh, to happen during this year, given everything going on. So it was just a fascinating conversation. Hopefully you all enjoyed it as well. And again, you can hear all of these conversations over the next couple of weeks that we got to have with the players in Miami, in Nicholasville, to ensure that you don't miss any of it, because I don't want to guarantee what day, what dates, every interview's coming out, because, you know, Super Producer Daniel Westhoff's got enough on his plate as is, uh, I just would say hit the subscribe button. You're already subscribed to this Cracked Interviews podcast. You want to see my smiling face, these players' smiling faces, the dynamic between us in person. You could do all of that by going again to our uh, YouTube channel, hitting that subscribe button by searching at Cracked Rackets. Again, I, so many great conversations coming up. Hope you like, rate, subscribe, review to the YouTube channel, but also this podcast, the Great Shot Podcast, where we just spoke with Top Seed Tennis Club's John Sanders about the incoming WTA International event they're having there the second week of August. Uh, obviously, that's a great conversation. And then, you know, there's so many evolving storylines right now th- from throughout the tennis world to keep up to date on all of them. Go listen to our mini break podcast where, of course, we're rocking and rolling each and every week. Episodes such as Getting to the Point with our friends from Aerobar. Episodes such as the one we did Tuesday, Technique Tuesday with our friends from My Tennis HQ. That and so much more. You don't want to miss out on any of it. So like, rate, subscribe, review to all of the podcasts. And of course, we appreciate all of you who have already done that. We appreciate any sort of uh, response, any sort of, whether it be constructive criticism or just ideas any of you listeners have, and always appreciate when listeners take the time to reach out to me personally, obviously want to encourage all of you to continue to do that, and of course, we're so grateful for all of your continued support here at Cracked Rackets, so you missed anything, go to the website, CrackedRackets.com, you want to reach out, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, it's at Cracked Rackets, you want to message me directly, I'm at Great Shot Pod. again, shout out as always to our super producers, Max Fligner and 
and Daniel Westa for the fuck of an editing job they have to do day in, day out. It's, again, uh, I have the easy part. I show up, I talk. I make a couple bad jokes, hopefully make a couple of good ones as well, and then I go home. Westhoff's the one who has to make sense of what is what he has to say. Ooh, that wasn't a good joke. Or, hey, that one's pretty good. We should feature that one a little bit more prominently. So shout out to the both of them. Shout out, of course, as well to the support we get from our friends at Midwest Sports. Go to MidwestSports.com. Use that promo code CR15. Shout out to our friends at Aerobar as well. Getting to the point episodes every Thursday on the mini break. And, of course, you can order yourself up some Aerobars by going to Aerobar.com using that promo code CRACKED15. But with all that being said, for our wonderful guest, Riley Opelka, our our friends, I should say, at both Midwest Sports and Aerobar, our super producers, Max Fliegner, Daniel Westhoff, and all of us here at both Cracked Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You've been listening to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you all next time. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.